So this weekend was pretty cool. Whether you're a 49ers fan or you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, uh, I would say the halftime show won. Listen, I look, I know I'm speaking to a lot of people all over the country, so not everyone might have been a fan of the amount of Latin that was going on, but as someone born and raised in Miami, I thought it was fabulous. And for those people that are saying it was too sexy, anybody that knows the Latin community, I will tell you that that was actually probably, if anything, tamed down as to what it could have been. Because you just walk the streets of South Beach and you see that stuff. That's, that's rated G compared to some of the stuff that you see. So let me tell you something. It was flawless. I thought the two of them performed great and I give it a tan. Advocates, welcome back. Another show, another commercial claim show. I'm your host, Vince Perry. I am a licensed and certified public insurance adjuster in the state of Florida, California, and soon to be Texas. So if you're from Texas, I'm coming out there. Got the exam, I'm gonna take it soon, so I'm probably putting too much pressure on myself, but I gotta pass first, but I'll be taking that soon. So I'll have a license in Texas as well. So I'm pretty excited about that. Today, you know I like to get right to it. Oh, not right to it yet. First, right here, follow me. Facebook, Instagram, I'm the Commercial Claims Advocate. This is the Commercial Claims Show, but on social media, I'm the Commercial Claims Advocate. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Anyway, let's get to it. Today, I wanna to talk about how to add a question in the comments section uh, of, of here, of the YouTube channel asking me about sort of my, my, my process of when I'm signing a new claim. I thought it was a good question and I thought we can make it into a video. So what this is gonna be sort of my workflow. My workflow of not just, not only signing the claim but also like right after I sign the claim and sort of how it all gets set up. I'm not gonna talk about negotiations, I'm not really gonna talk about settlements or anything like that. And I'm not even gonna talk about reopened claims or disputes. I'm just talking brand new claims that the loss just occurred. This is sort of the way it goes. So let's get right to it. The first thing that happens is the referral comes in. Most of my referrals come from some general contractors and roofers and some plumbers as well. Uh, and also, I've only been here for two in Tampa for two years, so I don't have a huge referral base from past clients yet. But for those who are starting out, just understand those will come and that's how your business sort of grows. So it starts with finding the right people who tend to be in front of claims more. Those are gonna be plumbers, roofers, and general contractors and water mitigation companies too. So in the beginning, it'll come a lot from them. And the good part is if you develop a good relationship with them, they're going to continue to serve you or refer you business. And then as they continue to refer you business, after a few years, a couple years or so, you're going you're gonna to have developed such a strong client base and you've done such a good job with them that they're going to start referring you too. So like right off the bat, I think that's why after about four or five years, it took a little while. I mean, I never had to worry about referrals again. And it was because... Not only did I have my referral sources, but I also had my past clients and it was just, it would all, I mean, even to this day, it's like, it's like a, 
say almost at least a phone call a day. Some pan out, some don't, but don't worry. So you'll, you're gonna get them. So the referral comes in. This is a brand new claim. So you have to try to get to the house as soon as possible. One thing that separates a good public adjuster from a bad public adjuster is being able to get out there as soon as possible. Insurance company obviously likes this, why? Because if it's, it's a loss that just occurred, you need to get out there to preserve the evidence um, and mitigate the damages. So whether it be a pipe burst, you need to make sure you get a plumber out there to make the repair. Or if everything's just really wet, you need to get water mitigation out there to do a dry out. Or, you know, if it's just like a dishwasher or something that you could stop using, then that's fine. But still, if, if things are wet, that needs to get dried out. Uh, and fast. And like I said, preserving the evidence is big too. I know we see a lot of hail claims I see on social media. If those hail claims, if it's just aesthetic damage and it's not causing any leaks inside, and you can get away with a few days, but still, a hail, a hail storm is going to be noted in the weather department, right? So you don't want to have a hail storm on the 1st of February and you're not filing the claim until the 1st of March. You need to get out there as soon as possible. And the best thing I would say is if you could try to file a claim within, I mean, as soon as you get there, but sometimes you don't get noticed until like a week after because the people just don't know. Or a lot of times they're calling the referral source first to do the repair and then the referral source is saying, hey, you could file a claim here and then you come in. So it might be a few days later, maybe like a week later, um, but you gotta get out there fast. So my goal is always to be out there the same day. If I get a call right now, I'm gonna try, even though you know I have dinner plans and stuff, I'm gonna try to just knock it out today. Because two things, right? It's obviously good for, the, for you to do that, for the client, for the insurance company, everybody else, but let's say, let's face it, I've said it before, your goal is to sign claims. Get that claim signed. If you get that claim signed today, that means you may be able to get a claim signed tomorrow. So get it signed. Get it signed as soon as possible. So the referral comes in. I spent a lot of time on that. You get to the house. You have to assess the claim. You have to assess the claim to see what's going on. Um, you, is, does a repair have to be done? Does an expert need to be called? And does it need to be dried out? I'd say those are your biggest three right there. So does a repair have to be done? Is it a plumbing repair? Is it a dishwasher repair? Is it a flange repair? Is it a, a, a tarp that needs to go up because if it's a roof leak from a wind damage or hail damage? So you need to call a plumber. You need to call a leak detection. You need to call a roofer. You need to call water mitigation to do the dry out. Does a repair need to be made? What expert do I need to call to handle this repair or handle this mitigation? That's number one. Who are you going to call? Which is why it's good to have referral sources because they're not only going to refer you, but you're going to refer them. The other thing you need is you need documentation. So you don't just need the expert to come out to do the repair or do the mitigation or whatever it is, but they need to provide you documentation because, you know, sometimes photos is not enough. I mean, photos is good, but if a repair is made, sometimes clients do the repairs themselves, which is okay, but I'll tell you what, it's a lot better when you get a nice licensed plumber to do the repair or a nice licensed roofer to do it. It just, it holds a lot more weight. So, you know, uh, you got to get the expert out there because at the end of the day, we're public adjusters and just like the, any other insurance adjuster, our specialty is in negotiating the loss, reading the policy. We're not plumbers. We're not roofers. We're not going to go up there and tarp it. I mean, we can, I've done it after hurricane Michael, was it Michael? The one in the panhandle. Yeah. Um, but we're not the experts. We're experts in something else and we need to try to get as much expert documentation as possible. So assess the claim, figure out which expert you need, what repair needs to be done, and if water mitigation or dry out needs to be done. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But it's good that you have it done because it's paid for by the insurance company. The other thing is get that claim signed. Okay, sometimes this could be a strong feat, a tough thing to do. Just yesterday I had a claim that I had to leave the contract there and they called me today questioning different things about the contract. Try not to leave the house without your contract signed. 
Because I still, to this day, every once in a while I'll do it. I'll leave the contract with them and nine times out of ten it doesn't work out. So try to leave the house with the contract signed. And nine times out of ten I do that. But every once in a while, I don't know, just they're like, oh, could you please leave it here so I can read it? And it's, that sucks. So try to get it signed. So it's very important that you understand your contract, read through your contract, and, uh, and make sure that you have it all so you could explain it to the client and why some of the language is there. Remember that a contract is there to save your ass, okay? It's not to save the client's ass, it's to save your ass, to make sure that when the check gets paid that you get paid. So there's probably some language in there that the client's not gonna like, but you need to make them understand that this is just to save you because although they're really nice people, you just never know the direction of a claim's gonna go and you just wanna make sure that you're covered, so. Uh, that's it. So next one is filing the claim. So when oh the other thing that I do when I get out there to assess the claim and once we're going to sign the claim, I take a lot of photos. I used to not do this. I always do it now. Why? Because one of the things that helps you remember what claim it is when you have a lot of claims. And the other thing is it helps you remember what claim it is a year or two down the road. You never know which one of these claims is going to end up in litigation and could take a very long time to do. So it's very good that to have those photos from when you first inspected it. I used to not have that. And the only photos that we had was, were the ones taken by the insurance company. And I can do a whole video on photos. But you never know. Your, your photos are going to sort of be a little bit more biased towards you and your client. Not that you're doing anything wrong, but you're again there to defend your client. So you're gonna make sure that you get every, just naturally, you're gonna make sure that you get every single photo of every single piece of damage that there is related to that claim. And it's gonna be a lot of them. And your photos, chances are, are gonna look a lot more drastic than the insurance adjuster's photos who's sort of there looking, not sure what's going on, but maybe there's a leak, maybe there's not. He may take two or three two or three photos of the damage and then he starts taking photos of the rest of the house and all the other rooms and their photos look a little bit different than ours. So take your photos because they're gonna look a lot, a lot better to defend your client, especially in the case it goes to litigation later on. Next thing, I take all the photos my contract is actually pretty unprofessional. I mean, it's a contract like anything else, but when I ran out of the tear out, all I got is like a normal, just sheet. What I do is I have, I fill it out, I have them sign it, and then I take a photo and I let them keep the original. Why? So I upload, I use a system called Trello. Trello has worked out fantastic. Uh, along with the Trello, I have a virtual assistant, and basically we use this to, to sort of monitor all the claims. So the first thing I do is I upload everything, all of my photos, including photos of the deck page and of the policy, and I upload it all into Trello. Virtual assistant comes in, when I let her know, she sees the update on Trello and then she'll create a file on it and she puts all the contact information, name of the insurance company, phone number, so on and so forth. If you don't have a virtual assistant, that's fine. You can do it yourself. I did it myself for 11 years, so I just got a virtual assistant recently. So you just have to, in your, in your, so look up Trello, check it out, it's fantastic. I've been using it for almost a year now and I love it. There's nothing else because what I can do with Trello is I could, uh, I could really, I could really uh, um, keep track like of note taking on the file. Every time I touch that file, I could update it and it works out fantastic. So um, yeah, I'm gonna leave a link in the, in the description where you can go ahead and take a look at Trello and see if it's good for you. So I'm able to do everything and then from there you create a file, you got all your documentation, everything is in the cloud. I use Google Share Drive to, to have all my stuff in the cloud just so I could access it on my phone and everywhere and everything is there. Try not to have any paper. The next thing I do is um, I guess I would file the claim too. I don't know, one of the others is gonna come first. I send my estimator out. 
I've done estimates up to this day for 12 years, but I've decided to let an estimator do it. Why? Because I need more time to do videos for you here. And I need more time to sign more claims, spend more time on things that are the most important than having to go out, spend an extra half hour taking measurements, scoping it out, and then you know, doing the actual estimate. So I actually, what I do is when I have all the information, either myself or my assistant will text all the information or email to my estimator, name of the insured, policy number, so on and so forth. So he has everything to put in his estimate, but obviously the address and the phone number, and then my estimator contacts the insured and, let, and asks when's a good time for him to go and scope it out. And I let the client know, listen, this person's gonna be calling you to do an estimate, please, this person's gonna be calling you to do an estimate, please make sure to, uh, to give them some time so we can do it, this is gonna be our estimate. So, estimate, estimator gets assigned and then we sign the claim. There's two ways you could sign, I'm sorry, then we file the claim. There's two ways you could file the claim. Usually you're gonna do it over the phone, but maybe you can do it by, by the internet. Either way, even the internet option is available, I think you should always call it in. It doesn't take long. I usually do it, I mean, I have my assistant that does it now, but I mean, I, I still do it. I, did, I knocked out two of them by myself over the weekend because I didn't want to bother her. So, um, do it over the phone. You call the 1-800 number, whatever insurance company it is. Honestly, it takes 10 minutes tops and you get all the information, you get the claim number and you know that it's been filed. When you do it over the internet, some insurance companies allow it. I don't know. You're just not sure if it's been filed or not. So you might as well, might as well call it in. So call it in. They're just going to ask you just to, 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 to make sure they know what the address is. They're gonna ask you a couple facts of the loss. They're gonna give you the claim number. Very simple. So go ahead and file it yourself. No big deal. And then once the claim gets filed, um, I like to email. Then I email the, the email address of the insurance company, my LOR, letter of representation, right off the bat. So that there's no excuses when they tell me later that they didn't have it. I know I sent it. Um, and then after that, that's it. Basically what happens after that is we wait for the initial inspection. Usually we get a call within 24 to 48 hours directly to me uh, with from a field adjuster just to schedule the initial inspection on the property. And then once we schedule that, that's it. The claim is rolling. After that, we just keep it moving. So um, after that, it's basically the goal is to have all of the documentation, like a stack of paper, ready to give to the adjuster upon the initial inspection. This we don't do anymore. Upon the initial inspection, when I get the card from the field adjuster, my goal is to take a picture of that card with the email address and either right on site or later on that day, send the entire file. And what is that file going to include? Again, your LOR, your estimate, hopefully it's done by then, your photos, and any and all documentation from the expert that you hired, and water mitigation. Those are the five things. Okay, you have to try to be, the goal is to send that out on the day of the initial inspection or the day after so that they have the entire file. Why? So that you could start following up within seven days and telling them, let's go, let's make payment. Over the years, I've gotten to the point where I can get claims paid within two weeks. So that's your goal. If you don't give them all the documentation, it's not going to get paid. If you're not on top of that claim, it's not going to get paid. So make sure that you have everything to send them. What did I say? LOR, estimate, photos, expert documentation, water mitigation. Get those five things. Some of those things you might have because of whatever the claim is, but those basically are the five things. Get that submitted the day of the initial inspection. Insurance company's gonna like it, trust me. They don't like us because we make them pay more money, 
but sometimes they do like us because we set up the whole claim for them. So, you know, it could, it could work out okay. Get that the day of the initial inspection, and then you start following up every seven days. Because after that, there could be a reinspection, there could be other things, but for the most part, everything is done. So what I say in the email seven days later is, you, we've sent you this, 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 and that, and we've already completed our initial inspection. If there's nothing else that you need, then we need you to have this claim filed within the next seven days. And you pushed them like that, and it has worked like a charm. Uh, I'm not trying to bully the insurance company. I'm just trying to tell them, look, it, don't, I don't want to drag this out. So if there's nothing else that you need, please pay this claim. Or if there's something that you need, please let us know. If not, please pay this claim. And you could do that by week two, or by seven days after the initial inspection, or seven days after you send them everything. And that's how you get these claims paid fast. So that's my workflow from referral to signing to submitting the claim and to having that initial inspection. That's the way it goes. Um, Trello's, like I said, worked great. I think there's like Asana and like other things that other people use that might work well as well. And I know that there's a lot of CRMs out there, even some made for public adjusters. I tried a couple in the beginning of my career and to be honest, they were more of a headache for me than a solution. So luckily I did find a virtual assistant who taught me this Trello thing and this Trello thing has like skyrocketed and I love it. So that's where we're at. That's pretty much it. That's my workflow. So for all those who, uh, I hope you guys got something out of that video. Uh, and if you didn't, please tell me why. But in the meantime, subscribe, please. Subscribe right here. Yeah, I make this one big because I want you to subscribe and I want you to check out all my new videos. We have a lot of things coming for you this year. We're gonna have a free guidebook that's gonna come out for you guys to download that I think you're going to love. Okay, as soon as that's done, it should be done very shortly. Uh, we're gonna give that to all of you guys. And we've got a lot of things planned for 2020, maybe even some courses and stuff. So I'm very excited. Um, stay tuned, subscribe, please continue to follow me. This is just the tip of the iceberg. I got a lot of information to share with you guys and I hope you enjoy it and get something out of it. So on that note, peace in the Middle East. We'll talk later, bye.